my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's for rough. Coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bed. See the broken ain't a bad apple with a bad attitude, hair and bad out of bad tape, bad lie, bad do, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Barella Palatial, right across the river to the Windsor, where Granny loves for Halloween because she sits out front with all the kitties, snapping tubes of monster cookies, hybrid in New York City. The big apple. Ooh. People try some plastic bags to rent traffic, some kind of fashion shake it up. She do be oh my goodness, the party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess is towns and tatter my brain splattered all over Manhattan. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. Yes, I do, but I like it. Yeah, yeah, should do be. Oh, woo, woo. I think I might have caught something from Keith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, woo, woo. Hey, what's good? And I'm for well with your boy. Go for the two. Your boy Joe Lisi in today, styling on Pharrell Ween with Uncle Futrelli. Mafia running it with Luke. I am your father. A birthday roll call. Marcus Rashford, 26. He plays soccer. Thomas Placanitz, 41. Jeff Gooch, 49. What a name. Ross Verba, 50, with David DeLucci hitting the back nine. Lee Woodall, 54, Antonio Davis, double nickels. My boy, the crime dog. Fred McGriff, 60 today. John Lucas, 70. Nick Saban, 72. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. The NFL trade deadline is one hour from now, so far, we've had all kinds of deals. The Giants trade Leonard Williams, the pass rusher to the Seahawks for a 24 second rounder, 25 fifth rounder. The Commanders trade defensive end Montez Sweat to the Bears for a 24 second round pick. And they just traded Chase Young, who many believed was the greatest defensive force in the history of the NFL when he came into the league, who's done absolutely nothing but been injured. He goes to the 49ers for a 24 third-round pick. Shows you what he's worth now. The Vikings trade for quarterback Josh Dobbs for the Cardinals. Minnie gets Dobbs in a seventh-round pick. Cards get a sixth-rounder. The Vikings trade Ezra Cleveland to Jacksonville for a sixth-round pick. Last night, the Lions covered. Lay in the seven and a half. They beat the Raiders 26-14 on Monday Night Football at Ford Field in the Motor City. Jameer gives 189 total yards, a buck 55 rushing. The guy was all over the place, did a TD run into the corner, jumped into the stands. Ross St. Brown had 108 yards, Laporta 57 yards catching, and a TD. The Raiders just 157 total yards on the night. Adams only one catch. He's miserable playing for Vegas. Regrets going to Vegas. He wants out of Vegas. That's what that is. Gibbs, we got his run in the third quarter that gave the Lions the cover. We got Dan Campbell. We got Adams, believe it or not, trying to avoid saying the wrong thing while miserable. And uh, Campbell 
unbelievable against the spread as a coach so far in the NFL. We'll be joined this hour by Marinci in Vancouver, the sports rager, plus my pal Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News. I haven't chatted with him in a while. Looking forward to that. The NFL, uh, other than that, in terms of skinny, we got Kevin O'Connell talking today, Mike Tomlin talking about wait and see on Pickett. Pickett is saying today he's playing. He said, I am playing. Uh, Fitzpatrick is not playing. Minka has a hammy, and we'll see how everything goes. Matt LaFleur looking to change how things are done with the offense. Yeah, like maybe score. Maybe maybe get uh, the red zone offense going a little bit better in the two crappy performances against Vikings at the 15-yard line. We got Nick Sirianni talking about Jalen Hurts getting better while being limited uh, in his running ability. Sean McVay says Matt Stafford is day-to-day with a UCL sprain in his right thumb. We'll hear from McVay. Kyle Shanahan said he is not considering benching Brock Montana despite their three-game skid. The Bills sign... Playoff Lenny to the practice squad. Leonard Fournette, the Cardinals bench. Uh, we already know all that. Clayton Toon is going to be the quarterback now. What a disaster in Arizona after they get rid of Dobbs. And Kyler Murray progressing, though. He's close. We got early lines for week nine, Super Bowl line movement, Super Bowl betting, odds winning AFC and NFC, best against the spread, worst against the spread. Best overs, best unders, all today with Joe Lisi. Jack Harlow, one of Joe's favorite rappers, will be performing during halftime of the Thanksgiving festivities in Motown. And a judge dismisses Brett Favre's defamation lawsuit against Shannon Sharp. How ridiculous. Davis Lee Roth Maddock will join us in the 4 o'clock hour to talk about baseball and give his picks for a Tuesday night on Halloween. The Rangers beat the D-backs on the road, nine straight on the road, 3-1 in game three of the World Series last night to take a 2-1 lead. Corey Seager, a two-run shot. Bruce Bochy talking, plus Matt Scherzer says his back tightened up, had nothing to do with getting drilled with a heater, a line drive. Tori Lavulo talking, he won't be baited into bashing the umps after their terrible strike call in the ninth inning we got tonight's game four odds odds for the world series aaron judge wins the roberto clemeni award for uh work in the community it's beautiful he's always been a beautiful human being and done so much for the community everyone in the community loves him even the children today in carver high history i take the reins today we'll see if i can live up to Carver High today with all the past sports happenings in the world on this day. Also, Rich Sermonello from the Maxwell Club, styling, talking about the top players from last weekend's action. That'll get Joe Lisi going. Dabo Swinney ripping phone callers on his radio show. That'll get Joe eating chocolate Twix bars today on Halloween. The ACC unveils a horrible plan. We'll talk about that. I- idea what the plan is nor do i care about talking about it college football's best against the spread this year the worst against the spread heisman odds heisman betting we've got all of that talking college football plus two games tonight for joe lisi to chomp down on rick harrow our sports business and legal insider will talk to us today uh, as well uh he's another harvard guy Strange things been happening in that campus lately. Very strange people. Uh, Rick is strange as well. I wanted to say that as his lifelong friend of 40 years. He thinks I'm weird. I think he's strange. We'll get into it today later. Uh, The Sixers trade James Crybaby to the Clippers. He's been forcing his way out of NBA teams came into the NBA. And he's done it again for a boatload of picks and players. He is not worth what that trade garnered. You've got to be kidding me. The guy that can never win a playoff game. We'll talk about last night's NBA games. We got everything for you today. Hockey, you name it. It's time to coast to coast. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program. The world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Smarter to be on SportsGrid. Uh, get the SportsGrid app. It's free. It's on iOS and on Android in the Play Store. Uh, you're going to love it. It's got the TV side on it, the radio side. Follow your favorite hosts like Joe Lisi, Pharrell. Get all of our clips. I think you're going to dig it. It's got odds, in-game odds, stories, highlights, videos, you name it. It's all on the SportsGrid app. Go to sportsgrid.com watch to see the many platforms that we're available on at sports grid all right joe go for the two lisi <laughs> is in today on for halloween good to see you joe uh i want to start off with uh the trade deadline uh, i don't really care about leonard fournette uh or you know that deal uh, that's on the side uh, with the Bills or the Leonard Williams deal. I don't know if you think that matters that much. It's pretty obvious to me that the Giants are giving up after their botched game against the Jets that Dable lost, I think, on his own on the fourth down call. And then they trade this guy, their only pass rusher. It's I mean, crazy. honestly, I mean, Tidabell, I guess, is. It's nuts. I mean, obviously, they're they're reloading for next year, right? And I said it last year as well. They overexceeded expectations in year number one. Playing in New York, Scotty, you can only regress, right? Unless you overexceed that in year number two, the team and fan base will be upset. So now to get rid of Leonard Williams, it's it's going to hurt the defensive front. And right now, you look at that performance right now. Forget just the defense. The defense was actually coming around, especially in the secondary. I mean, with DeVito last week and Tyrod Taylor, minus nine yards passing, terrible performance all around. And you know what? Dable better find a way to find some offensive consistency. So uh, what do you think of the Chase Young deal? Uh, I don't know if you heard me mocking him because uh, I think he's been, frankly, one of the most overhyped players I've ever heard of. Uh, when this guy came into the league, and when he was healthy, fair enough, they said he was the most ferocious pass rusher since Lawrence Taylor. And this guy was going to be an absolute all-pro, pro bowler every year, rock star status, uh, feared in the NFL. And he's been anything but. And he got traded today to the Niners. And what, all of a sudden he's going to start being great? He's always injured, uh, and look what they got for him. No, you're right. I mean, the, his best season was the rookie year, right? And he was banged up in terms of that record and, and season where they won the NFC East. Uh, how much of it, though, is Ron Rivera and Del Rio in terms of the coaching staff? I guess we'll find out now 
with Kyle Shanahan. They've taken a shot in terms of edge rushers, in terms of their careers, you know, players that didn't pan out and struggled in terms of high-round draft picks. And they have shown an ability from a defensive perspective to sort of coach these guys up. But expecting him to be all of a sudden Miles Garrett or, you know, Micah Parsons from a defensive perspective in terms of complete game changer, I just don't see it. He's a he's an added piece to that front seven that is desperate, Scotty, in need for help because it's not just Brock Purdy in terms of the inconsistency for San Francisco. It's the offense and defensive lines that in three straight weeks now have broken down for the 49ers. He's an added piece but I don't think it'll help all that much. You know, I just want to add that uh, when they were undefeated, everyone had them in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was just lock, stock, and barrel. Niners were going to the NFC Championship in the Super Bowl, and that if you had to play them at, at Levi's in Santa Clara, you were dead. Now that you've seen them lose three straight, not only are they not in my opinion, Super Bowl material right now, right now, like at this point, I wouldn't put them anywhere near that game. And secondly, uh, and I know we're going to play stuff later about Shanahan talking about his young quarterback, but I've always said they were quick to anoint him uh, Brock Montana. The guy won a bunch of games and suddenly he was the greatest quarterback that ever lived or that threw a football in the history of the game. And now... He's coming back down to earth. Yeah, no, and that was a great point and an assessment by you in terms of calling that out. I mean, he did that in college. I think a lot of people forget he led this team to a Big 12 championship with Brees Hall, Charlie Kohler, and they were picked to win the Big 12 the following year, and they played down to the level of competition and limped to a 7-6 and six overall record when the pressure was on Brock Purdy in terms of college to exceed expectations they failed to live up he's better as an underdog so now that the bullseye's on his back we have to see how they respond i will say this it's not just brock purdy though when kirk cousins lights up your ass for 357 yards in terms of that monday night and then you follow that up with joe burrow slicing and dicing you for 28 to 32 and 283 and three tutties it's that secondary that has a lot of question marks as well for the 49ers I mean, uh, the Bengals, that woke me up to, I I know they've won three straight. And ever since he started feeling better, he's gotten better by the week. And that game against San Francisco on Sunday out in Santa Clara, that made him look like the guy that went to the Super Bowl. That's how good he looked on Sunday, right? So what do you think of the Josh Dobbs deal to the Vikings? Because... They got a real problem at quarterback. Yeah, they do. I mean, it was Nick Mullins, it was Jaron Hall, or Josh Dobbs. I mean, Dobbs is is a good, I guess, plug-in player. Did it last year for Tennessee, almost pushed them into the playoffs when they lost to Jacksonville, and has played fairly well with Arizona. But he has weapons around him. I mean, he has Jordan Addison, he has the kid Powell, he has TJ Hawkinson. Maybe Justin Jefferson comes back in three or four games. Maybe this team is still trending. But, you know, Josh Dobbs, is he is what he is. I mean, expecting him to put up 400-yard performances in that offense, I just don't see it. But he can take the pressure off the offensive line, Scott, because he does have good pocket presence and he is mobile. So that's a benefit. Do you think he can, uh, you know, immediately start playing? Because, like, he played in Arizona since day one from the jump, and I thought he played pretty well, all things being equal. You know what I mean? Like, they had a real problem at quarterback. They put him in there. I don't really blame him, actually, for their problems. No, I mean, think about it. I mean, Rondell Moore was the leading wide receiver that they had there. And James Conner, when he went down, the running back and consistency just dropped off a cliff. So, no, you're right about that. He did put up key performances, 289. He did go toe-to-toe with Daniel Jones in week number two. He ran it. He threw it. So his play has been consistent from the start of the year until heading into this now trade with Minnesota. But, again, here's the problem. 
Are they going to dummy down the calls with him? Are they going to keep it simple? Or is he expected to just understand O'Connell's play calling immediately after week number one and we're going to throw the kitchen sink at him? That'll be the difference whether he makes it or breaks it. We saw Baker Mayfield do this last year, Scotty, with L.A. Remember, he came off the street, led the victory over the Raiders, and then he played well against Denver. So I'm expecting Josh Dobbs to start and produce fairly immediately. So the Lions traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Browns for a 25th, sixth-round pick. When we come back, uh, we'll start uh, by looking at the Lions' performance last night against the Raiders at Ford Field. The Lions got it done, and they covered. And then, uh, obviously, uh, the Adam story is unbelievable because you can tell he wants out of there. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Make sure you catch Sports Rage every night at 10 Eastern, 10 to 1 Eastern on Sports Grid TV, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159, uh, Sports Byline, all of their affiliates, Mightier 1090, ESPN Radio in San Diego. Near to you, wanna do you wanna? And you can catch uh, Marenzi and Pharrell Payne Day in game level access on Sundays at 1 o'clock Eastern. All right, Gabe, how'd you do last night with the uh, Lions-Raider game? I hit the uh, seven and a half. I laid it. Yeah, it was a pretty predictable game. I thought it sort of played to the score that we we kind of expected it uh, to. Um, We did pretty well in the football game as well. The Lions didn't play great, Scotty, but it's kind of a theme that we see this year. Uh, International Football League, you just sort of do enough uh, to get by and win the football game. Uh, World Series. We were on the uh, the Texas Rangers. We got the Rangers to win the series, and we were on the Rangers uh, last night as well. But you know what? I'm looking forward to tonight's card. Actually, we got a couple of college football games, some action, um, some midweek college football. The action uh, steps up and in for the first time uh, midweek. World Series uh, baseball and um, Vancouver Canucks in action tonight, Scott. And the Canucks have been playing some good hockey to start the season. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, so. Uh, the two college games uh, tonight, what are you doing on those? You got NIU at Central Michigan, uh, and it was five and a half. Now it's six. Central Michigan, the home dog. And then Buffalo is on the road at Toledo at the Glass Bowl, and Toledo's laying 15. I got uh, 16 this morning at minus a buck nine. I got the price. I took the points. The thing about, and, and you know, Toledo could blow them out. The problem is, if you notice Toledo's game, they haven't blown anybody out. Every one of their games has been basically under 10. And the Buffalo Bulls have been coming on, uh, Scotty. They've covered four of their last five football games. I'm with you. I'm surprised the number's as high as it is. 
Anybody that um, doesn't know much about the Mac, expect the unexpected. All right? Like, if you think, oh, these teams are going to put up 70 points, they'll put up seven points. If you, if you think a team is going to blow somebody out, they'll probably lose outright. It's a twisted league in which weird things happen. Way too many points. I'm with you, Scotty. I am taking the Buffalo Bulls plus the points. I think Toledo win the football game, but yeah. I think they win the game by like six or seven or eight, nine, whatever. But you get up to 15 and a half, 16, man, you need a clean ride blowout. I don't think it's happening. Conversely, on the other side, I'm a big Central Michigan guy, okay? Going back to the Dan LaFever days, like a long time ago. Uh, I used to bet on them all the time. And over the years, they've been a pretty good football team. They've been a Cooper Rush. They've always had a pretty good offense. This is arguably the worst Central Michigan team in years. This is like the the pre-LaFever days when they were like one of the worst, like Eastern Michigan, one of the worst programs in the country. That's where Central Michigan's at right now. So I think Northern Illinois is the play in this football game. CMU don't really have a home field advantage, so it doesn't mean anything's on the road. This this should be an ugly football game uh, tonight, but I lean with Northern Illinois. A money line parlay with NIU and Toledo is like minus 160, which isn't terrible. The total is 46 and a half in the NIU-CMU game. I would be leaning with the under, but I think Northern Illinois are going to win the game. But, Scotty, have you guys seen this story? So we all know about the Connor Stallions dude, right? So he's the Michigan. Right. The Michigan sort of dude, is he a staffer or not really? Whoever he the is. Green Beret. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, now there's pictures, and Central Michigan are investigating whether he was on the sidelines decked out in Central Michigan coaching gear when they played Michigan State earlier this year, which I don't really understand. So, like, wouldn't you guys kind of know if he was, like, a coach on your team or right. not? So or this are they story in just, on it? <laughs> well, it was yeah, I don't know, dude. This story is so like you know. Remember the uh, who was the uh, Bishop Sycamore? Remember like the the weird college that didn't exist? Oh yeah, and, yeah. Like, you, yeah, like there's the, like thirty the, for thirties on it, an HBO special. But they get yeah. their ass beat every time they, they play. Got on they the got the ESPN stopped. TV somehow against an all-star team, even though they weren't a real school. Like it was like a male. They lost to IMG by like sixty on yeah. national television. Yeah, people as the game was going on, they're kind of looking up. They're like, you know, this school doesn't exist actually. Like this isn't a real school, <laughs> right? They're playing. It was like a PO box it. in Miami or something. This Connor Stallion story, Scotty. There's something to it. I'm not going to deny it. He was a Michigan fan. I can't deny it. There's something to this. But it's so crazy that this kid's like a stalker, basically. Like, he didn't even know Michigan. He sent them, like, you know, 600 pages of this and that. He's He basically scouts on his own. Like, I don't know if this guy, like, dressed up as an S. Can you imagine, Scotty, if you got away with that? So did he really put on... A, look, see the picture after. He's got a mustache and glasses on. <laughs> and people are comparing his ears. They're like, look, it's his ear. We can tell it's him. Central Michigan are investigating. He's standing next to the head coach. So what, you guys didn't know? So I'm with you, Scotty. I think I think they let him on the field. I think he said, yeah, can I be an intern and coach for today? And they said, sure, whatever. There's something weird going on. You read this guy, bro. He's You're going to make a movie about this guy. He was at Navy, bro. Like you said, he's a, he's like a Marine. Right. So he was he's like an intern. Ops. Yeah, he was like an intern applied coach at Navy, okay, with Navy football. When he was in Navy football, he used to scout Michigan games and Big Ten games. And people would say to him, bro, like, what are you doing? You, you, you work for Navy. Like, we're supposed to be watching Navy opponents. And he said, one day I'll be running the Michigan program. He goes, I'll be the head coach of this team one day. Like the guys yeah. out there, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? yeah. Do you remember the guy, uh, the head coach of the fake uh, team, uh, the fake high school team? So he was, uh, if you watch the, the special on it, the doc on it, he was so like in everyone's face that he pulled it off. Oh, yeah, he's, no, like, he's, he's not, he's not regretful about it. Yeah. I he said, this is America. I, I, got, I got on ESPN. I did <laughs> it. I like what he said. He goes, I got an HBO special about me. You're talking to me right now. <laughs> right. He's like, I don't care what I did to these kids. I don't care what you think of me. I did all of you. You're all suckers. <laughs> and I'm going to do it, it was, again. It was hard but not to like the guy like, when I watched that, actually. He's like, yeah, I did it. I hustled everybody. 
They, they said, what about the kids? He's like, I got the kids on national television. I helped them. <laughs> yeah, no one went to school. They didn't do anything. And they, didn't, and they were, and not only that, they were horrible. All right, um, so uh, tonight uh, you got some NBA. Knicks, Cavs in Cleveland, rematch of the playoffs where the Knicks kicked their ass in five games. Uh, they've come out slow, both teams. Spider missed the weekend game. He's probably going to be back. He had a little hammy. Uh, and then you got Spurs, Phoenix Spurs getting whacked by the Clippers on Sunday. And still no Booker and Beal, it looks like. And then you got Orlando and the Clippers. Harden might be at the game, but there's no way he's playing tonight after getting traded last night around midnight. I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it simple here. And I'm looking at Victor Wembenyama, 16 and a half points. I don't really think uh, Phoenix really have anybody that's going to try to stop that. So as far as as far as far the Wembenyama play tonight, uh, I think it's a fair number at 16 and a half. You know, Scotty, I'm a big fan of payback in, in first games after you lose to a team in the playoffs. We saw it, and every sport is different, but we saw it last night, a good example. The Boston Bruins lost to the Florida Panthers. Right, in the you're right. Right? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like teams that yeah. got eliminated – your last time you were in the playoffs, you see that jersey. You're like, yeah, this is the team. That's the guy. That's the guy that made us look bad. That's the guy that, you know, sent us to Cancun early uh, last year. That extra edge always to me in that first game. Even I swear, going back, we're going back a long ways, man. But when the Dallas Cowboys crushed the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl, <laughs> they beat the Bills. They played like in the first game of the year the next year, the second game of the year. And Todd Collins was the quarterback of the Bills. The Bills right. beat them. Right? It was one of those, wow, you know, Super Bowl payback. And, you know, the Bills beat them. Um, so, to me, to me, I'm sort of going with that angle tonight. Give me the points uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then Orlando and the Clippers. Uh, do you like that one? Orlando lost to the Lakers last night by three. Close game, uh, They just yeah. have to flip it and play the Clips tonight. I think the Clippers still beat them. I'm not. I think the Clippers team though. is good. The number's pretty they, high. I think the Clipper team is good, Scotty, but I'm not one of these people that automatically goes against a team because they're playing back-to-back, especially a younger team. So, you know, you've got a younger team, and you're playing back-to-back. Dude, they're staying in a hotel across the street from the arena, Scotty. You know right. the area, bro. Yeah. Like, There's a dispensary the right next door to the hotel. Yeah, yeah right across the street there. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, a, it's actually a, uh, it's a comedy club and dispensary. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah, I didn't hear. I went. I walked okay. past. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? A comedy club? Because they're selling clothes too. I said, you guys sell like hoodies. Is it a comedy club or is it a dispensary? He goes, it's all free, bro. He goes, it's the best place in LA. It's all free. <laughs> who do you like? Well, it, everyone's funny when you're smoking fatties. Uh, who do you like in it's a good game idea, four tonight? <laughs> who do you like? It really in, is uh, brilliant. World. A comedy club <laughs> and a, a weed dispensary in the same room. Smoke it and laugh it up. It's really brilliant. So, who do you uh, like I'm going tonight to Texas Rangers. Again. I thought the Rangers were going to take two or three going into Arizona. And I'm going to stand by that. NHL tonight, Scotty. Vancouver Canucks have played eight games this year. They've gotten points in six of them. Um, they, they lost in overtime to, to the Rangers, but they're 5-2-1. Right. They already beat Nashville last week. I think they beat them again tonight. And the Canucks are wearing their badass, old-school, uh, cool black uh, jerseys tonight, yeah, too. I like that bet. Who do you like in the Toronto-LA game? I think the LA Kings are a live dog tonight. Oh, all right. Kings. Yeah. All right. Um, check out Sports Rage tonight at 10. All that'll be evolving throughout the night, all the games. Marenzi, good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow, brother. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Wow, I finally get to talk to Mike DeCourcy again from the Sporting News. It's a miracle. I haven't seen him in a stretch because I do, as you know, community service on Tuesdays at the old folks' home, Wednesdays at the Alzheimer's home, uh, and I never get to see Mike anymore, but I'm here today on Ween to see my good friend DeCourcy. All right, Mike, it's great to see you. I want to start with uh, Cooper Flag. I have to tell you that... Um, I guess I'm not surprised that he chose Duke. And I know my dad is laughing at me in heaven uh, because he went to Duke and I I hate Duke. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm an Indiana guy. I don't have any time for Duke. And I always say uh, Bob Knight taught Mike Krzyzewski everything he knows. I know he he did better than Bob, but, you know, he learned from the old man. He just took it a step further with his five titles. But I I can see why the kid went there to the brotherhood. But I always thought he was going to go play for Danny Hurley at UConn. I really did. Well, he had obviously great options, and he's a tremendous prospect. Uh, When you have a player at that level, he's going to fit into any system. He's going to help whatever team that he joins win. And then it's just a question of how they develop him toward the NBA. And uh, obviously John Shire has a little bit of experience uh, working in an NBA environment because uh, he was a, uh, he was a prospect in 2010. And obviously his pro career didn't work out because he got his eye injury, but he was around professional basketball for a couple of years and had a chance to really get a feel for how, that works. So I think that between that and his time spent with Coach K developing players like Jason Tatum, maybe Jason's probably the last elite high school player to become a legitimate NBA superstar. Now, there might be some subsequent to that uh, that, that, that will reach that. Uh, but at this point, the last one was Jason Tatum. And he's pretty much a, a rarity. You go Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum. Um, And then most of your developing superstars are coming from uh, Europe or other international countries. Uh, It's not been something that the Americans have done well lately. They're building the base of the league. All the good role players are U.S. born uh, and U.S. trained and uh, high school and college, et cetera. But it's not happening for the top five, top six guys Uh, that they become legit superstars, all NBA guys. It's been a drought. And Flag has that ability that he can become one of those players if he does a great job at Duke and continues to work at his game. He's shown every inclination that he wants to be special, that he wants to be extraordinary. And he's so young, Scott. Uh, he He will go into the NBA at 18 years old, won't turn 19 till midway through his rookie year. We almost never see that any longer. So do you think it's going to affect uh, Dylan Harper and his decision, which I, I can tell you, uh, I think it's, you know, and I know this kid and I don't hang out with him. I don't like, you know, have conversations with him, but I see him every day uh, training. Uh, he trains where I play and uh, I see him at five in the morning grinding. This kid is, uh, he's just a monster uh, the kid from Bosco here in North Jersey. And I mean, he is, he's, you know, Flag and him are the two guys, right? And it's down to Rutgers and Duke. What, like, my, my question to you is, why would he want to go to Duke now uh, if that kid's going to be there getting the ball? They're not going to give him both the ball. Uh, when you got two superstars, I don't know how that works. He goes to Rutgers like his brother. He's the star featured attraction. And he'll go right to the NBA just like Flag will. 
Yeah, I, I think that Rutgers has that for him. It's home. His brother did very well at Rutgers. Uh, Steve Peichel's a terrific coach and, and somebody that players seem to enjoy playing for. So he's got that going for him. And it's, it, it'd be the opportunity to stay in the neighborhood. It, going to Duke, uh, the advantage that they'd have is that if you joined Flag, uh, you would have the building of a team, the makings of a team that could be extraordinary and do really well. Uh, there's a canard in basketball now, Scott, that if you are freshman-based, that you can't win. And that's just nonsense. It's not backed by anything. <laughs> that's factual. not true. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's the fact that, like, more like 99 of the top 100 teams build themselves with veteran players. You know why, Scott? Because they can't get the guys like Cooper Flag, and there are only so many Cooper Flags to go around. So right. 99, 98 of them are built around veterans. So the odds are much better that a veteran team is going to win it all. But the teams that are freshman-based, that are stacked, the way Duke was with freshmen a year ago, the way Kentucky will be this year if they can get uh, uh, Aaron Bradshaw onto the floor, he's not been able to play as of yet. But if they can get one of their two uh, big guys onto the floor, they'll be stacked with elite freshmen, and they're going to do better than everybody says they're going to do because you can win with freshmen if they're good enough. You know, I'll tell you a funny story about why uh, I realized that I'm old. Uh, I'm talking to him one day, and I said to the kid, because I knew his dad and his brother. I played against his brother, uh, wide body, big ass. The guy could really bang with his hips. And he's that player today in the NBA with the Raptors, and he was that player at Rutgers. So I see the kid every day. I'm not the dude that's going to, you know, start trying to, recruit him to go to Indiana, but Indiana was one of his uh, schools, right? And so he had Kansas, Indiana, Auburn, Duke, and Rutgers. And uh, so I see him every day and he knows me and he's friendly with me. And I said, what'd you think of Bloomington? And he said, uh, "I it was cool. I was like, cool. I said, cool. I go, that's, that's basketball heaven, son. You, you must have missed it. Or was it raining that day or was it snowing or was your girlfriend with you? Because no one goes to Assembly Hall and to the Hyper at Indiana University and doesn't get goosebumps or see those banners hanging on the wall or go down to that Hyper and see 40 courts filled with dudes dunking, not going to class. It's a basketball mecca. And... When you're born in Indiana, as you know, you don't get a binky, you get a basketball. And if you don't play basketball, they get rid of you. They'll sell you. They'll sell you to Russians. And I looked at this kid. I said, Mike Woodson in Indiana that, that didn't do anything for you? He's like, that was cool, man. I was like, all right, dude, just never mind. Never mind. Just go keep shooting shots. I just couldn't believe it. Like, Mike, you have to at least admit when you live in Indianapolis, that Indiana is the greatest place for basketball ever, anywhere, bar none. I don't want to hear it. Their basketball high school tournament is as good as the NCAA tournament, and you know it. I will say that I have been blessed since I left Pittsburgh, which is not a, a heavily basketball-oriented place. Uh, I lived in Memphis, which is as good a basketball city as there is in the country they, they love the game down there they live the game from the time right. they're in uh, third grade all the way on up I, I remember going with my wife to an aau tournament that uh, uh some of the top prospects were playing in and that's what we right. did when we lived in memphis we went to aau games and there were little kids that i legit five and six and they were balling i mean i'm not kidding i mean they were putting it through right. their legs and i'm like this is why uh and then we moved to cincinnati which is as good a college basketball city as there is uh, with, you know, a, a UC and Xavier uh, right there playing against each other. Right. Two terrific college basketball programs. Nobody has two like that in, within one city. They're five miles apart. And now I moved here, which is the best basketball state in America. So I, I just happen to be blessed to be in those areas. It's not because of me uh, that those places are like that. But I happen to benefit from being in those neighborhoods. And I, I went, during the pandemic, when I was going on long walks through my neighborhood, because there wasn't much else to do, right. I mean, you could count the hoops, Scott. That's all there were. There were hoops there everywhere. Is. Like every third driveway, there's a hoop. Uh, it's just Had an amazing place for basketball. 
Have you ever honestly seen anything like it? Like when I grew up there, I was like, this, this, there's something weird going on here. It's like a, uh, it's like a, it's science fiction. It's like, a, like they're gonna, aliens are gonna come out of the sky. I have never seen anything like basketball from birth until, like, till death. That's all they care about there. Like, someone, they always make fun of me on this network on Saturdays when my Hoosiers lose in football. I said, I'm not an Indiana football fan. I don't even care about that stupid football team. I am a Indiana basketball guy. I went to IU to be around Bob Knight. My only, they said, why do you want to go to school there? I said, I want to be around Bobby Knight. And they're like, who in their right mind wants to be around that lunatic? I said, I do. And then I was around him for five years and they won a national championship, the last one they won. And now he's back there. He went back there because that's where he wants to die in Bloomington, in basketball heaven. You can't even argue with me. Don't get me started, DeCourcy, on that state and that high school basketball tournament is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. How it's just like the NCAA tournament. It's just the greatest thing ever from week to week. It's phenomenal. Tell me the Kirk Gibson story, Mike, before I start losing my mind over here. Yeah, I, I did an article last week about the 35th anniversary of the Dodgers winning the World Series. And uh, the, the 1988 World Series that was included Kirk Gibson's first game home run that took the Dodgers from a 4-3 deficit to a 5-4 victory. When he walked up to the, the, the he could barely walk up to the right. batter's box. He could barely stand. He was icing his legs throughout the game, not to try to get down swelling or something like athletes do after a performance. He was trying to numb his legs so he could stand up there long enough to swing the bat and it worked out, and it happens that none of that would have occurred if not for the performance of a relief pitcher named Brian Holton, uh, who pitched two innings, went through the heart of the order, went through Kent Seiko, Carney Lansford, Dave Henderson, uh, and McGuire, went through all those guys, only uh, walked Dave Parker, but went through everybody else and got outs. And he happened to go to high school with me, and I thought it would be really cool to look at the 35th anniversary through that lens, that that if he doesn't go out there and pitch in that game the way he did through the heart of the Dodgers order, the Gibson moment never happens. And he got it done, uh, and they were able to celebrate the World Series at championship. It was really cool. And, and one of the things that Brian told me was a story that – when he was in the dug, he was in the locker room after he pitched and icing his shoulder and his his elbow, trying to get ready if he ever had to pitch again in the series. And Oral Hershiser made sure that he didn't. Uh, and he was watching Gibson doing that icing. And they Gibson sent for a clubhouse guy. Club sends a clubhouse guy down to get Lasorda. Tells bring bring Tommy here. Tommy comes up reluctantly because he's trying to manage a World Series game. And and, he's, and Gibson says, I'm hitting. And Tommy says, come on, man, you can't even stand. And according to Brian, he backed him into a corner with a little bit of a jersey tug and said, I'm hitting. And he hit it, and he knocked it out of the park. I mean, that is just unbelievable. And you know what's great about it is I'd say that and Mazeroski, Joe Carter, those are the three greatest home runs. And then Garcia hit one in the 11th the other night, a, an extra inning home run to walk off a World Series game. I'd give those, I, I don't know about Garcia's, but those other three, uh, Gibson's clearly one of the greatest home runs in World Series history. And I'd say Reggie Jackson uh, hitting three against the Dodgers would have to make the fourth for me. Uh, Mike DeCarcy, you're the best. It's great seeing you. I'll see you soon, buddy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Um. All right, uh, back with Joe Lisi. Joe, uh, A, T. Higgins looks like he's not going anywhere from Cincinnati, and I wouldn't deal him either. Uh, I think in the first couple weeks he was injured, and they didn't, you know, he was dropping balls, and I thought, I said on the air, this guy never drops passes. He's dropping passes because he wants out of Cincinnati. They wouldn't give him a deal. Uh, and now it looks like they're not trading him. And then the other one is the Bills trade third-round pick to the Packers for uh, defensive back Rasul Douglas and a fifth-rounder. And I want to know what you think of that deal and what you think of the Bills because, uh, you know, they won the other day and uh, they didn't cover, and I bet against (laughs) them, and I hit. And I also think that they're going to lose to the Bengals on Sunday night again. Because I think the Bengals are better in the Bills, hands down. Well, they're playing much better and much more consistently with Joe Burrow. But the defensive front for Cincinnati, back-to-back games, they've shut down Seattle and San Francisco as it relates to the rushing attack. Now, Rasul Douglas does help solidify that secondary for Buffalo. They need extra depth, not just for the regular season, Scotty, but for a potential playoff run, right, with the key injuries on the defensive side of the ball the way baker mayfield actually moved the football in the second half of that ball game they need some corner help and they're going to be tested this weekend with joe burrow and you mentioned higgins now higgins stepped up with 60 plus receiving yards against san francisco wasn't just jamar chase so we'll see how it plays out i'm with you that cincinnati is the better side playing much more complete offense and defensive line play And I'm just not sold on where is Josh Allen in this offense in a big spot, especially on the road in Cincinnati. They were using Boyd, Higgins, and Chase. And I think, frankly, that's when they're at their best. When they were in that Super Bowl, he had two touchdown catches. You don't throw to him on third and one and fourth and one. You deserve to lose the Super Bowl. He was the only guy making plays in the Super Bowl. Now it's gotten back to using all three of them. And remember, they had the tight end, too, that was coming up big for them. They look a lot better than the Bills these days. We got a lot more. Go for the two. 